Do you ever think about your yesterdays? Do you ever think about the things that you have been through that has made you what and who you are? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for this, this section over here. Maybe we ought to just talk over here. No, because we all have a yesterday. And that yesterday has determined where we are today. Even though we say that we are Christians. You think about the things that happened to you way back in Moon's day. <laughs> think about the things that somebody has said to you that has determined, triggered your tomorrow. And guess what happened? Whatever took place in your yesterday, we drag them on into our tomorrow. Even though... We can sing the songs, and by the way, every single one of those songs was right on point. And what I, you know, point at the tip, uh, it, it, it blessed me because it, it, it let me know that God was, he, he was, he was listening. He got me up, a, uh, I don't know, probably a week or so ago, and I was talking to him about this message, knowing the pastor wouldn't be here. And I, you know, I just, I wait on God, and, and what I heard was yesterday. So I had to jump up and run and write it down yesterday. You know, like I was going to forget that. <laughs> you know, um, but I want to talk to you a little while about your yesterday. Because every single one of us in this room have a yesterday. And that yesterday is keeping us from today. Are you with me? Um. I was at a church. It's actually our church uh, in Porterville back in the day. I'm going to say it was probably 97, 98, 99, somewhere up in there when we first got there. And I was an usher, and it was a nice-sized church. And I was actually sitting in the, uh, the, where they had a foyer, very large foyer. And then when you come, they had two doors that went into the main sanctuary. And then between the two was a space about this width here. And uh, the, the platform was up ahead. And I was sitting there, you know, the pastor's getting ready to preach. And I'm sitting there by myself, you know, at the, between the two double doors that open. And I heard God. He walked so softly upon me and whispered in my ear. And I knew it was for me because he wasn't talking to nobody else. At least nobody else told me that he said that to him. And this is what he wrote. I had to write it down. And uh, it was, he that is, was. And he that was, is. I finished your yesterday, and I now stand in your tomorrow. That was, I don't get it, was, I guess 26 years or so ago, and it's still in my spirit. I want you to know that we are no use to the kingdom looking back. Now, there is a purpose and a time for looking back. When I'm going to encourage someone, when I'm ministering the good news, the testimony that God has given to each and every one of us, that's the moment. When I'm glorifying God about what he has brought me out of, but I am never to glory in the yesterday. Because you know what the yesterday does? It, 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 it hinders. 
And you know, you can always tell. Sometimes I listen to people to see what their yesterday is. I learned that from pastor. <laughs> I just listen and, and I can hear it. I can hear it, what you've come out of without you even knowing it. And so for me, I'm, master, I'm trying to master where I'm at is mastering getting over myself. Because my yesterday, sometimes it, like a burglar, tries to come back in. Amen? Praise the Lord. God is, uh, he's terrific. And he's worthy. Let's, let's go over really quickly to Luke. I got some scriptures, and so I'm going to run through them really quickly, and we'll talk about some stuff, okay? Um, the Bible is very clear to me, and I'm sure it's clear to you, that Jesus Christ, when he stepped down into this earth, his purpose was to clean us up so we would be fitting to hold on to such a good news to minister to the lost because it's about the people with God. God is in love with people. John 3, 16, that he gave, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so there's no way that we are going to be able to freely minister the good news to anybody if we're holding on to what was said, done, been through from yesterday. There's no way it's going to happen. Amen. You're there? Uh, I said uh, Luke 9, verse 62. And Jesus said unto them, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looked back, is fit for the kingdom of heaven. Um, somebody has an amplified, because I like the way to amplify. Other than that, uh, I might have to go to my phone. Amplified. Nobody? Woo, it's quiet in here. Can you read it out loud for us? I want you to know tonight that Christ, Jesus, when he came to this earth, and he died on the cross. He said it is finished. Remember the story of the demoniac? Can you imagine the weight that that man was under? The Bible says that he had legions of demons. Pastor talked about that about a month or two ago. Do you realize or do you understand this? The weight, the pressure of the yesterdays that he was under. Because actually if you think about this, the spirit, that the spirits, the demonic the demon spirits that he was under control of, they had infiltrated not only him, but other people. The Bible says that when Jesus got out of the boat, the man ran to Jesus. The moral of this story is, is that when Jesus healed him, the man was not the same. In fact, he was so changed that the people came to look and they took off running. Because the Bible says that he was clothed, he was found clothed and in his right mind. Tonight I want you to understand something. We can leave here in our right mind. The problem with some of us, maybe the yesterday has a hold, a stronghold on us. But that can be broken as well. We can actually look different. 
We can speak different, and not just to put up an air, but because we have taken a hold to the Word of God and believe that everything that He said is true. Amen? And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looked back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Now let's go over to Matthew chapter 6, 34. You think about the thoughts that you have just on a daily basis. Where do you think they're coming from? I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. Where do you think the thoughts are coming from? Now, your thoughts are not Peter's thoughts. Peter's thoughts are not your thoughts. Each one of us are having some very distinctive thoughts going on every day. And we, if we're going to be honest, a lot of those thoughts have nothing at all to do with God. Where do you think the thoughts come from? You, we can talk if you want to. I like discussing the Word of God. Speak up, please. It goes back to oppression. oppression, yes. It goes back to oppression. You gonna sit up here, brother? Sit back there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We we don't have to be quiet in this. Uh, I guess the counselor in me, I enjoy uh, helping people through things uh, more than anything else. I do. I really do. And I believe that what God has delivered me out of, what God has delivered me out of, what God has delivered me out of. What God has delivered me out of, what God has delivered me out of, you do not see that on me. Why? Because I looked at the word of God and I saw the truth in hope. And the Bible also says that what he's done for me, he's not a particular person. He is looking to clean us all up. Amen? Was that all you had? experience the struggle of paying a bill so when you see a bill at a certain amount that oppressive thought about how this one gonna play out amen see and, 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 and although she's that's that's a good there but there are some other deeper thoughts that we have about this relationship in Christ Jesus you know that that is a that is real especially if you don't have the money to pay that bill but just think about when it comes to witnessing If I believe that inside of me is still a broken click and God is telling me to witness to someone, guess what? They're going to miss the witness because there's too much now about me. My thoughts, my ideologies that I have are based on my yesterday's impression of Peter. And I'm going about my daily life. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't function. I can't go around doing my business. But it just means that there's a broken part in me Sitting in church. About a year ago, I, w I had uh, the opportunity to witness um, uh, to you about miserable. I don't want to sit in church miserable. I, I might as well go on back. True, let's be real with each other. I might as well go on back out there and do the things that I was doing. Why sit in here saying that I'm born again and this and that and the other and the word of God is not working in me? 
Because it said it's finished. He said it's finished. I don't have to look at, I don't have to look in the mirror of my own life and see that the damage, that, uh, the, the degradation that I came out is still working in me. Because the word of God is a mirror. This is a mirror. I don't know if any of you heard that before, but this is a mirror. This is going to challenge your thoughts. This is going to challenge your opinions. This is going to challenge your opinions. This is going to challenge everything that you hold dear. Amen. You were talking about witnessing, and um, I was telling people the best part of my birthday was there was a gentleman that um, he had brought some ice cream, and he brought like three piles of it. And when he walked by, it was like, oh, wow, looks like somebody's going to have fun. Well, he went to his truck. And I could see from where I was sitting that his head was down. I kept thinking, wow, there's one empty seat here. And um, so anyways, Pastor and Sister uh, Tammy left. And he came out of his truck. And uh, he said, well, what's the occasion? They all pointed at me. And I said, well, why don't you come join us? Because I knew we were going to be there for a while. He goes, really? I said, yeah, come on. So he threw away his cup and he came. And he shared quite a bit. And so um, for a while, I was sort of beating myself up because I was the only one that could see that he was sitting in his truck. And I was like, get up, get up, get up, and go get him, come and bite him, you know. And I didn't do it, so I prayed, and God made another opportunity. So when you're saying sometimes we just, I don't know, get in a rut or think, well, no, he's not going to want to come out or you know, he's busy or whatever, but God didn't make an opportunity, and that was the best part, to be able to witness. We, a couple of us shared with him, so that, that was an honor. Can you imagine how many other people that were sitting there God spoke to? But that's exactly what we're talking about tonight. We're, we're not able to move as quick. When there's a broken or something snapped on the inside of us, we hear God speak. Because the devil, if you didn't know it, let me give you a little hint. The devil is never going to tell you to witness. He's never going to tell you nothing good. So if you hear that voice, guess who that is? And so if we have to have a conversation with that voice, no, I don't think I can go and do that. That's coming from yesterday. Because the new, the, the new Evelyn, the new Evelyn, I'm ready. Where is he? Where is she? I'm ready to talk. Amen. Let's go over to Matthew. We are there. Matthew 6. I said it already. Amen. I just need to navigate my Bible. Praise the Lord. Um, I think this is, is pivotal. Why do I think that? I think that because we're all humans. We're all people. And if, the, if, the, if, if pastor's saying that people have been people since people have been people, then I've been hurt by people and so have you. And I've also did things to myself that hurt me that left a scar. And all of these contributing factors is... is, is I got to be honest with myself. I don't know about you, but I got to be honest with you. It, it's causing an effect in this relationship with Jesus. It's doing something. And, and especially any time that I can get with somebody and start talking about somebody instead of praying about them. 
You there yet? Uh, 30, I say Matthew 6. Yes, let's go to 33 because I like that too. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now in the seeking of God, do you know if I sought the kingdom of God first, he's going to start eliminating all the seconds and thirds in my life? Yeah? Because he's God and he's good. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not Peter's righteousness. You can put your own name in there. And all these things, what things? Shall be added unto you the things that he just said in 33, or 32 and 31. But let's 34. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought of the things of itself, sufficient unto the day thereof, of the evil thereof. We ready to be honest? Ready? I'm talking to myself. And I'm just allowing you to hear that. Let's go over really quickly to John chapter 5. Did you know that your yesterdays could possibly be influencing your today? If I made a mistake yesterday... And I don't mean 24 hours ago. I mean just in throughout my life. If I made mistakes and continue to make mistakes and continue to make mistakes, they're influencing some decisions that I make today. And I'm actually talking about the righteousness of God. Because God has called us all righteous. And did you also know that anything that is not of God is not coming in? And it may be the reason that we're having such a struggle at hearing God speak. Amen. <laughs> you ready? Verse 24. For verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and he shall not come into condemnation. That's a heavy word. It's a very heavy word. Because he's not, in this particular passage, he's not talking about him judging. He's talking about we judging ourselves. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Lord knows I've been to enough courts that I know exactly how the system, the legal system works when it comes to judgment. Once judgment is passed, next comes the sentence. Are we sentencing ourselves? Condemnation is a condition or a state of being. If we're not light Christians, just moving about where God can use us, where he can use us. Speaking of that, the other day, uh, I'm going to give you a short testimony. on I, I, my, my, uh, my desire is to be fluid. And what I mean by that is whatever I'm doing through the course of the day, I want to hear God. 
I didn't want to hear God even when I'm asleep yesterday. Um, the other day, uh, I was in the store. I think it was today's Wednesday, so it had to be either Monday. What day was you there, Carol? Monday. And uh, uh, usually 12, 31 o'clock, I head home. And Carol, bless her heart, she's just as sweet as a button. She is always trying to feed a brother. You know what I'm saying? And she, <laughs> so she had bought a steak sandwich. I said, I'm going home. My little babies is there. She says, it's real good. So I said, uh, and something down on the inside told me to accept the, the, the steak sandwich. You know, and so I did. And so I come to the table to get the sandwich. And she says, well, take these chips, too. And I said, well, bless her heart. So I gathered it all up, and I was going over to my office to sit down and eat. And uh, there was a couple in the store just prior to this all going on, and I did speak to them. Hey, how you doing today? You guys need any help? Don't ask me for help. Ask them. No. <laughs> Let me know if you need some help. And they kind of got a chuckle out of that. And, uh, but they were walking around in the store. In my opinion, it appeared like they were just... Uh, just, yeah, just hanging out. And so uh, I got the sandwich and the chips, and I headed out the store and over to my office. I went. So I'm putting the key in the door, and I'm getting ready to go in, and I look to my right, and I see the couple coming out. I didn't say anything. I just went on into the office and sat down and started to eat. And guess who came in? That couple. We don't mean to disturb you. And I got up. I said, no, that's okay. What, what can I do for you? And they began to tell me their problems. And so I gave them one of, I brought them over here, gave them one of our, our uh, copy cards. And they said they're looking for a church. I'm, what am I telling you? I'm telling you that if we are led by our yesterday, we're no good for the kingdom of God. Everything that has went, everything back here, I'm using that as an illustration of yesterday, we have to let it go. It's gone. I don't care how good it was. It's got to go. The Bible says that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. If we dredge in yesterday our problems, our issues of, of something happened to us, that's weight. And if it's weight, it ain't no good. I'm reminded about the weight in, in Isaiah 60 verse 1, arise and shine. I'm not going to be able to lift, take flight, if I'm weighted down with my worries of yesterday, the problems of my yesterday. And I got news for you. You won't either. Amen. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but has passed from death unto life. Life can only come when condemnation is removed. I have to stop looking in the mirror and telling people, you did a bad thing today. You did this. You did. I got to stop that. I got to stop beating myself up. Because what has taken place has left some scars, true enough. But that is beautiful. Okay. Verse 26, 25, verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. I was dead. I was dead. I heard that voice. 
You know, uh, Pastor also, he, he, he talks a lot of good stuff. I heard him one day talking about, uh, and he was in the service, talking about hanging out with the same people. That ain't what I'm doing. In fact, the same people that I used to hang out with don't even know where I live. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I didn't met a, I didn't met a whole bunch of other folks. Truly, what I've come out of is not really that important. It's what I'm going into. Because now is the day of salvation. Right now. Not yesterday. Amen. Did you know we all have the propensity to allow our yesterdays to dictate our today? And guess what? If we keep on allowing this to happen, we will get older, like Pastor also says, where uh, I've been sitting in church 45, 50 years, and I should have a PhD, and I'm still in grammar school. We ought to be learning something. We ought to be learning something about this God that we serve and we worship. We should be learning something about him. We should be taking on his mindset when it comes to everything pertaining to our life and godliness. We should. Amen? I tell myself, and I'll tell you too, I think the hardest, the most cruelest prison to get out of is the one that I created. Yeah. And even though that's not where I live physically, I can create that mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Amen? All right. Uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians six. <coughs> I want you to understand also that um, if we're the type of people that live in yesterday, always grudging up yesterday, we're not gonna find God because God does not live in yesterday. He's not there. He is not there. He is not there. He is not there. He's progressing constantly. And he's called us, he's called us to move forward, to constantly move forward, constantly move forward. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 2. Amen? Let's go to, I'm going to read 1, 2. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain, for he said, I have heard thee in the time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I secured thee. That word secured is aid or helped. And when did he do that? He did that the moment I saw him as the savior of the world, personally. He secured me. And I got news for you, he secured you too. The day of salvation I have secured thee. Behold. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I got a question for you. Is it hard to get over your yesterday? You say that. 
Well, I had one person shake her head, yes. But is it hard to get over your yesterday? <laughs> it's hard to get over the last 24 hours, especially when you try not to go to bed mad. Why would you be mad, sweetness? <laughs> Correction, offended. Okay. All right. It's good to straighten that out, you know, <laughs> kind of iron them crinkles out of that, you know. It's good. Um, I'd like to be honest it, with me. I, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with me, and you can ask them two men over in the corner, actually them three over in the corner. I'm going to be honest, uh, brutally honest. Um, we all in this room, maybe except the, 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 the two youngsters there, but they might be able to say they've been into some stuff. We have seen things that wasn't of God. We have put our hands to things that wasn't of God. Yeah, we have heard things that wasn't of God. Right? All of those things left some scarring. Oh, I know. Remember now, I'm only going to speak about the things that God has either delivered me out of or he's dealing with me right now. All of those things have left some scarring. So if we're going to be honest, when our conversation is not here in the church, what is it like? Now, you can back up and think to yourself, where did that just come from? Because it came from somewhere. The devil has an agenda. We already know that. But guess what? Peter also has an agenda. And the devil is only going to piggyback off of Peter's agenda when he understands what Peter's agenda is. Because guess what? He's been watching Peter. Now, I'm going to be brutally honest with myself. I realize that I have been through some things and have done some things. So in order for the word of God to work, I need to strip down this. And the only thing that's going to work that I have found, you tell me if you found something else, is this. I have it on my phone. I have actually recorded my affirmations so I can hear them in my truck while I'm doing whatever I'm doing so I can hear. There has to be a constant, you know, like pancakes. You know, you sit and watch. You've got to constantly flip them thoughts over. Because if you do not, those, that scar that was left, that scar tissue, other people are going to see it. And then they're going to start asking you, she, he kind of ugly. I thought they was a Christian. You heard that before. Guess what's come up? Yes, yesterday. That was yesterday that came peeking out. Amen. Isaiah 48. Don't run off, brother. <laughs>
You know, I'm so thankful to God. Um, talking about a, a, a glory thing about God is uh, I actually uh, believed. This was one of my beliefs is that I was going to die in an inappropriate place. And I had actually settled my mind in that. You know how you come to grips with some stuff? I had settled my mind in that. But God, check it out. Uh, 48, what I say? I did not. All right. They're going to straighten Brother Peter out since he's being so honest. <laughs> Watch yourself. Let me get my notes. There you, thank you. I heard you and you didn't say nothing. Okay, I heard you. Uh, 48, 17. Was she a little slow getting the thing up on the... No, she's on it, huh? Okay. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Make sure I'm in the right place. Yes, I am. The Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God that teaches thee to profit. No, no, no. That's the wrong verse. But we go ahead because it's good. Which leadeth thee by the way that thou should go. Now guess what? We can also take this word profit and mean where we can, because we're talking about yesterday. We're talking about the yesterdays that we've lived that hasn't done us any good, that left some scarring. Now we're ready to profit. Because the Bible says that the word of God is good where we can profit with all, right? So that means that I can take the word of God and use it to clean everything up in me that is unlike this Jesus that I'm supposed to be emulating. Amen? Okay, verse 18. All that thou hast hearkened to my commandments. Had thy peace been as a river and the righteousness as the wave of the sea? Uh, yes. Thy, verse 19. Thy seed also has been the sand and the offspring of the bowels like the gravel, the gravel thereof. His, his name should not have been cut off nor destroyed before me. And I think... Um, it says it differently. Okay, thank you. That might be why I have Amplified written in. <laughs> you to profit, to benefit, who leads you in the way that you should go. Oh, that you had paid attention to my commandments. Then your peace and prosperity would have been like a flowing river and your righteousness, the holiness and purity of the nation. Like the abundant waves of the sea, your offspring would have been like the sand and your descendants in number like the grains of sand. Their name would never be cut off or destroyed from my presence. God is now. God is now. You know, we, we've been talking a lot, I guess, or listening a lot about the chairs being filled. And as Pastor says, it's, it's not just so we can have butts in the seat. But that just the world, the city is dying. And um, we have within us the answer. We have the answer. We have the answer. 
I mean, how many of us is really convinced of that? That we have the answer? The only thing that's stopping Peter is what has taken place in his yesterday. Because when the time comes for me to witness or whatever to do to bring people to church, I choke up. I don't feel like I have what it takes. The words just don't come to me. Or they looking at you. Look, you, you ain't right for telling them that. Let somebody else do that. All of that is coming from that scarring. All of it. Because God has created us brand new. We're fresh. Amen. Uh, 46, one page over. 46, one. I'm sorry, Psalms 46.1. Can't read your own writing. I feel like a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust me, I ain't going to beat myself up long. We can get over our yesterday. We can get over them right now. Now, what do I mean by that? Tonight, before we leave, we can pray. We can believe that God would help us because that's what the Holy Spirit was sent for, to help us, right? Yeah. And the next time your yesterday tries to show up once we leave here, because right now we're all fine. Once we leave here, the devil is going to show up. And he's going to try to remind you because that's what the Bible says that he does. If. This is what you do. You can yell out, I like that part, the word of God, of what God has said about you and your future. Check this out, 46.1. God is my refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. I call it trouble when I can't open up my mouth and speak the word of God to people. I call it trouble when I can't keep my mouth closed and stop all the talk about folks. I call it trouble. And he promised that he would never leave me. You know, I like that passage of scripture where the Bible says that Jesus, on his way to the cross, he said, oh, you know what, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to just not speak, you know. I, I want to master that. Amen. I got, uh, I believe, one last scripture for you. Um, when you beat people throughout the day and you're talking about whatever you're talking about, your job maybe or uh, whatever, what do you think is right there with you? Yeah. yeah. You got to understand something that your whatever it is that we've been through back here, it's an, it's, a, it's an influence. If we're not working on getting over our yesterday, it is influencing our conversations, how we respond to people, how we respond to each other, how we respond to our spouses. It, 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 is, it is damaging. It hurts. Amen. Amen. And guess what also? There's a stain that, that's left. But I got the bleach. I brought the bleach. 
They don't sell this in the store, you know. <laughs> but I brought the bleach. That, that cleansing power of the Holy Spirit. We, we don't have to leave here the same. But it, it's going to take Peter not going back and picking up old thoughts that leads to old habits. Amen? Amen. Genesis. Yes, we're going to go way over here somewhere, way in the water. Well, forgive me. It is Genesis 19. Well, I had it. <laughs> she said, but I don't have it. This is the story of Lot, his wife. Yes, in, in, the, in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, verse, let's start at verse 17. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad. That he said, this is an angel talking, escape for thy life. Look not. What? <laughs> Yesterday. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in the plain. You don't even stay where your yesterday took place. How about that? Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. I want you to know today that if we don't get over our yesterday, it will consume you. Yes. Sitting in these very chairs, it will consume you. We can yell out hallelujah and praise the Lord all we want to, but if we don't get over ourselves, it's going to take over. <laughs> praise the Lord. The plane escaped to the mountain. You know what the Bible says? Look to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord, who neither sleeps nor slumbers. Did you know that when you're on a mountain, you can see everything down below? It is a place of safety. Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. And listen to this. This is funny to me. It always has been, and it's funny to me tonight. Verse 18. And Lot said unto them, Oh, no, not so, my Lord. Some, let me break that down for you. Sometimes we just want to stay in the muck. Listen to what he says in verse 19. Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. It's saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain. But I'm going to stay right here in the gully where the house and everything is burning down because I want to see what's going on. Okay, let me read that. And I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. How do we get the word of God? We all say that the word of God is good, Right? But we get the word of God and all of a sudden now, it ain't profitable for me to escape my yesterday. Behold now, this city is near 
to flee unto. Verse 20. And it is a little one. Oh, let me escape there. You know, um, my mother used to confront me a lot <laughs> about behaviors. And one thing I always tried to do was minimize. And that's what's happening here. Well, that ain't too bad. We won't go to the mountain. But we just stand far enough so the flames won't hurt us. We all know what happened to Lot's wife. They were so close that she had to take a look back. And the Bible says that she turned into a pillar of salt. I want you to know tonight that we can get over our yesterdays. Our yesterdays do not have to dictate, you know, like the reins on a horse or a mule or whatever. They do not have to dictate our future. I don't, you don't, we don't have to take all of the negative bad things of our yesterday into our tomorrow. But it's going to take some work. Amen? Amen. Now, you might be asking yourself this question. Well, what about our testimony, Brother Peter? That's from yesterday. That's the only time I'm supposed to stay, take a step back, and that is to bring glory to the name of the one and only true God of what he delivered Peter out of and what he delivered you out of. It's called recall. I can do that and you can do that. Amen? Amen. Our testimony is etched in our minds. And this is to remind us that God is everything that he has told us he is. And that he will do everything that he promised. Amen? And also... For winning souls. Reconciling people back to God. Aren't you happy that you got saved? I know I am. I'd like to see some other people saved. At first, when I gave my life to Christ, I wanted some people to go to hell. <laughs> Can we be honest? But right now, I, I understand God's his mindset. He wants to save everybody just like he saved me. I can't witness if I'm weighted down with problems of my life from yesterday or thinking too much about myself. You know, I need to get this. I need to get that. I need to get this. I need to get that. I need to get this. I need to do that. I need... That's all about you. That's the devil's agenda. The word past means gone by, over, no longer exist. Residual, that little stuff that's left behind in your life or my life, or our life as Christians, residual, you know. You clean out a pot, and you got some residual left stuck to the side and in the bottom. What remains after most of something has been cleaned? Now, that shouldn't be. Amen? I can tell you how to um, begin the process. Everything that comes into our mind that is not the word of God or Philippians 4 and 8, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are uh, pure, whatsoever things are lovely and noble, virtuous, praiseworthy. He says, think on those things. That's all encompassed in the word of God. So in order for us to change 
how we, how we respond to ourselves first and to other people is to replace all of the negative, bad thoughts of my yesterday, your yesterday, with the word of God. You ever play chess? Anybody? Checkers? Yeah? Well, if you're going across the board and you win or capture the opponent, you have just replaced that person's peace with your peace. And that's exactly, it's a replacement. We have to take the word of God and replace everything in us that's unlike God. And it's a, it's a, it's a work. It's a, it's a, it's a, a 24-hour, 7-day, 365-day work. Yes, it, it's, 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 it's working all the time, constantly. Amen? Well, I hope you got something out of this short message. I think it was short. Well, give God some praise. Give him some glory. He's worthy to be praised. Any questions? <laughs> yes? Uh, you got uh, one in the window and one here. Um, it's not really a question, but um, a habit that I have is when I have to deal with something, I just try and um, line it up with, you know, certain scriptures depending yes. on what it is. And say, for instance, like if I have to do um, confrontation, the first thing I think about is, if at all possible, be at peace with all men. So I, I'm, I analyze things, and I break it down, and then when I'm going to confront, I try and think of the personality of the people or the person I'm going to confront, and I'll ask the Lord, I'm like, well, should I say something? Should I not? Should I leave it in your hands? Or what should I say? So a lot of times I just, you know, ask him and let him lead me. And a lot of times he tell me, well, leave this part alone. But this part, you got to confront. You got to speak up. So I try and, you know, do that. I, I think a good um, caveat in that is where is the, the idea of confronting? Because we're, we're to live out of our spirit. And so if the confrontation is not something that is led by the pureness of what's in you, uh, just saying. Amen. How do you respond to, um, like you said, that's your yesterday, but sometimes your yesterday or the day before yesterday tries to come out? Especially, you know, when you're in your own home, you're in your comfort zone, right? So with your kids, your spouse, whatever, how do you respond or shift to when you know your yesterday came out and you shouldn't have one, you obviously ask for forgiveness, but then when the person responds with like, see, like you're, you haven't changed or X, Y, Z, you know, or someone that's close to you, right? And that just sometimes stirs up anger, or I guess, or you get more upset. Um, how do you work through that? Well, what comes to my mind is get out of the engagement. The Bible says work out your own salvation. If you've asked a person or people to forgive you, then, then, then take the high road and walk away. Go somewhere and pray. Go somewhere and, and begin to read. 
quote the scriptures. Let the, the, the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Inside you is the word of God. Speak the word of God. Constantly speak the word of God. And if you're going to say something that you know is not the word of God, then you've got to ask yourself, where is this coming from? And again, being honest, we have to be honest with ourselves, blatantly honest. It's okay. Did that answer your question? Yeah, work your own salvation out. And it's a constant thing to do. Amen. All right, let us stand. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that you have provided a way for us to cleanse everything with the Holy Spirit's help that's in us. We can be free. Tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind yesterday out of each and every one of our lives. Tomorrow is not here. This is the moment. This is the day that you have created and we are rejoicing and being glad in it, Father. But tomorrow, tomorrow, if tomorrow should come, we're going to thank you there too. But our yesterdays, Father, those times and those things and that word that we have spoken that's not according to your word or your will for our life, we bind it in the name of Jesus. It will never come upon us again. We will seek out your word and your wisdom, Father, in the name of Jesus. Satan, you have no place. You have no power. You have been rendered powerless in every single one of our lives. You can't do anything in the name of Jesus. We bind you. We bind your work in the name of Jesus out of our lives, out of our homes, in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. Your word is power. Your word is life. And so tonight, Father, as we depart, never from your presence, I ask in Jesus' name that you go with us, Father, and Holy Spirit, continue to teach us in the name of Jesus and open up the eyes of our understanding, Father, that we may clearly see what you're saying to each and every one of us in Jesus' name. And angels of Psalms 91, take charge. Take charge of each one of us, Father, in the name of Jesus and also our pastor, Mrs. Dent. And we give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord.